before we go there, and because I, I, I have to, I have to pop out. But absolutely, I think that executives are so busy being salespeople and project managers and product managers and marketing people that they have not they have neglected their strategic role of telling us who we are and where we're going. Product Growth Leaders proudly presents the Business of Product Topic of the Week, a podcast that explores product management and leadership topics through interactive conversations with our product leader panelists. Conversations that will challenge you to think about your thoughts on the topic and perhaps get you to change your mind. I am Grant Hunter, co-founder of Product Growth Leaders and the host and facilitator for these conversations. Listen, subscribe, and add your voice to the conversation every week in the Product Growth Leaders community. Hello, everybody. Grant Hunter here from Product Growth Leaders for another Topic of the Week conversation. This week's topic, Product Roadmaps. With us today, we've got Steve Johnson, as always, and two of our longtime regular panelists, Greg Fenton and Jason Vincelet. So with that said, let's get started and get into our Monday question. The Monday question was, what is the deal with roadmaps? Why do so many teams want them? Now, Steve, I have to say, we had fun coming up with a question, making it a Seinfeld question, and nobody even questioned the style. <laughs> well, but just now when you said it, I, I thought you were going to do a voice, you know, what's what? the deal with roadmaps? You know? well, maybe I should have let you introduce it because you do that better than I do. Oh, I don't know that I do, but okay. What's with roadmaps? <laughs> Sorry, you there can we go. take the reservation. You just can't keep the reservation. <laughs> so why do so many teams want them? And uh, Paul, Paul's been a really good contributor. Uh, we've had him a couple times on on the call, but he, he when he comes in with answers, he always has some pretty good ones. He said sales and marketing teams want to know what's coming in the product to be able to sell it. Customer success teams want to know so they can keep existing customers happy. Management wants to know what the product team is doing. I build roadmaps in three buckets. Now, next beyond, which is, seems to be a fairly typical, maybe different terms for some people. And I don't commit to a timetable of when I'll deliver the items in beyond, but it's a living prioritized list of the items we'll be working on, probably thematic as well. Uh, Carol Ramshanko, who a good supporter of product growth leaders, chimed in, agree with Paul. It's better for planning for multiple teams and a way to show uh, upcoming priorities. Uh, Steve, I want to start with you. Uh, you know, we talk about the roadmap, right? The three phases, whatever. But you've, you've been very instrumental in my philosophy on roadmaps. I'd love to, when you started breaking roadmaps into multiple phases and internal, external, talk to me about the, the use cases you were thinking about. Well, the, uh, uh, to me, the roadmap is the magic document that implies that we can do more than we have the resources to do. And, you know, salespeople say, I need the roadmap so I can show the client features that, you know, we're going to deliver. And I remember working actually with my CFO who said, don't let them do that. You know, when you start talking about futures, you start pushing deals down the, down the road. You're kicking the can. Uh, but nonetheless, um, over the years, I've seen people lock them in, lock themselves into no win scenarios. The... Uh, uh, when, when you say, you know, uh, in January, we're going to work on this. And in February, we're going to work on this. And in March, we're going to work on this. 
that takes that doesn't take into account change. And I remember vividly pitching to the sales team, you know, here's the roadmap. And they said, okay, are you committing to that? And I said, yes, I am. I am. I will commit to you right now that we will do this and nothing else, no matter what happens in the market. And they're like, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You can't do that. I'm like, oh, so you want this to be more thematic. And they're like, well, no, we want a commitment, but we also want, you know, to change it. And I don't know if any of them heard themselves say it. You know, it was just so ridiculous. They never do. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, and, you know, that, that got to, you know, Steve's rule of resourcing, which is we allocate 100% of our resources to the roadmap and somehow expect to use the other 100% of our resources for special projects. Uh, but anyway, after, after sharing detailed plans with executives and salespeople, uh, and then having things change, and now all of a sudden I'm in a thousand conversations about why are you de-scoping, or why are you missing your dates? I'm like, screw this nonsense. We're going to say, here's what we are going to ship soon, and I know we are, because we're working on it right now. Then I have queued up for the dev team what's next, based on business priority. And then everything else is science fiction. You know, we call it beyond or future. But if, if, if I haven't scoped it out, then we have no idea if it's ever going to be uh, delivered. But I do know, here's a set of work I've defined. Uh, here's a set of work I know development is working on. And uh, one of my other lines is, is something Mark Twain said, stick to the truth, it's easier to remember. I know development's working on this and I know we will see it soon. That's what I know to be true. Can we get Mark Twain to say that again so everybody in this country will hear it? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you know, it's interesting because you talk about the commitment phases. I, I had done some work with a large fintech on roadmaps and we were sitting down in a working group. All these people were VPs of product or higher. And we were talking about, okay, the internal roadmap, which we, they were doing quarter, 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 half, half whole. And we got to this conversation around, and it's weird thinking because we were doing it in a conference room and you know, that was like a conference room, <laughs> but it was, we were having this debate on what's the level of certainty based in each of those. And one of the groups was very agile and making web-based things that was acquired. And they're like, our confidence level is 90% for Q1 and 70% for Q2, because they were so agile and doing that type of stuff. And the big banking software core group was, oh, we're 95% we're confident at second half next year because there was, was such a waterfall-based process and it was a major core, they had to lock in things that, this was like going to the moon. They had to lock in requirements so far ahead. And it's like, gosh, how do you manage these expectations? <laughs> That's what we were trying to do was manage expectations. Mm -hmm. And it, it was a widely different place to do it. And I want to go to some more of the answers. Well, oh, go ahead, Steve. Do, I'm sorry, you threw that on the table and I can't let it, let, let it lay. Um, We've forgotten waterfall. We've turned it into it's to me, waterfall is like the 60s. You know, we look back on the 60s as this wonderful time where the music was so good, you know. It's, you know, it was a perfect time in America 
as long as you were a white man right but you look back on the 60s and you're like oh my god in 1968 the country went crazy you know it seems like everybody was on drugs and you look at the hair you know it's just like get a haircut but anyway we look back on waterfall with this great fondness now and yet we've forgotten that the chaos report started coming out 20 or maybe 30 years ago and they were saying routinely we are missing our dates and we are missing our scope even in the world of waterfall um, and I truly believe that Agile was created because Waterfall was fundamentally flawed. If you go back to uh, Winston Royce's original article that articulated Waterfall, he said in the article, which apparently no one read, they saw the, you know, they, they were executives, right? So they looked at the picture, right? The picture was requirements, specs, QA, ship, or whatever it was. Uh, but in the text, he said, this will never work in real life. And the real problem with waterfall is we learn at the beginning and we learn at the end and we don't learn in the middle. Um, so Agile was really created to say, you know what? Nobody seems to know what they want. So I'm gonna work on a little bit of stuff, show you where I am and see if you like it. And if you do, we'll keep doing more of it. And if you don't, we'll stop and we won't get off path. Um, so anyway, I, that-, that uh, Well, and that's where, the, that's where the world of change orders came in, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and probably agile versus waterfall and what's the optimum from a product management view could be a topic for the future. I'll put that. Yeah, I didn't mean to take us down the whole agile path. Well, but you know, but, but it, whenever it you look at a roadmap and say, I have anything more than 50% confidence, you know, I think you're just lying to yourself. I can tell you, though, I know development is working on this stuff in my uh, soon column and Unless something really weird happens, which I'm not expecting, I can guarantee that that'll come out this quarter. Other than that, who anticipated COVID? You know, who anticipated iPad would be a relevant business tool? I mean, uh, who, who anticipated that we would all be looking at SaaS solutions instead of on-premise solutions? The world is in constant flux and we need to adjust to changes in the market. And well, that's and the what, thing is, is that, you know, when you're talking with salespeople, just to pile on a little bit, is that when you're talking with sales, they want to know more definitively short term. Same with marketing, what, what's material, all those things. There's a lot of, lot of machinery that runs. And then using the near term is actually a tool for the product manager to kind of go to their customers and say, this is what we're thinking. What do you think? And you can actually go with, you know, with, you know, wireframes or whatever to like validate some of these things and actually reprioritize with with you know your customers bringing those back up you know and, and you have to do that in a timely manner but you actually you need to be able to do that in order to increase that definitiveness of what you're trying to do next because all of your development teams you know they, they run all the different levels different times and all those they're going to be like okay what's next and you have to come up with why are we doing this and to get yeah. them excited and the why part within the, the roadmap gets dropped very quickly it's just like it's very bland you know feature 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 it's like why are we doing this and and having that tool the roadmap turns into the tool to have those conversations that you will actually change yeah. and it will and roadmaps will change no, and and they, they, 
They need to, right? Based on learning, right? If we're talking about ongoing learning and curiosity, we've, we've shared those terms multiple times in these calls about what we're looking for in product management. As things change, whether it's COVID, whether it's trade wars or whatever it may be. Business you, opportunity. There's a yeah. new business opportunity that shows up that you're like, you know what? Here's a new business opportunity we, we need to go attack. Or, hey, we learned these things that we need to be able to monetize more on the data that we're collecting. Let's let's figure out what we're doing there. And it may require some some work to be done to, to make that, you know, into fruition. So those things change. And, and that those conversations, as a product person, those conversations across all your stakeholders need to happen. And just in this conversation so far, we've hit on some of the good, you know, what the ideals of Waterfall, you need to have a vision of where you're going so people know where it is and there's a direction people are aligned behind but also the good of agile where we want to be able to adjust where we go. I'm, I tend to be an agile fall person where it's like somewhere in the middle, you need to have some of that. And I'm a strategic planning type guy. So you have to have that vision of where things are going for guidance, but you also need to be able to react and be, have some agility. I'll use agility instead of agile because you're want, wanting to adapt with that. Let's get back to some of the answers. Anita said, I agree with Paul. I'll add that roadmap helps the team across the organization to make sure they are aligned with each other and with the strategy. Back to the strategy concept there. I also believe the roadmap can be something that gets the teams excited and mentally prepared, something valuable to look forward to and to be part of. Give them that, here's where we're going. You, you wanna to go to the moon, we're going to the moon. Look what's coming. Greg, you added in, there's no one roadmap. There are multiple roadmaps that are eventually brought together at the executive level with a product roadmap focused on a specific area of the business. These can include product, technology, marketing, HR, sales, finance, et cetera. The exercise of creating a roadmap requires the team to focus. The thought process and the relationships are important. Roadmaps are boiled up to the executive level where they can validate all of the teams are working toward the same direction. And product and technology can be boiled down to a roadmap that could be shown to customers. Let me ask you, you know, especially at large- Sounds questions. great. Yeah, a great answer. If you, if you can do it, talk to me about that alignment issue, right? If we're trying to get multiple teams aligning around it, Often I, I look at road mapping from a lens of, you know, product with a product management organization, but you start aligning all these different aspects across the different organizations. I'd love to get your take on, you know, how you do that. Yeah. So that's, well, I mean, that is the, you know, where is the beginning of all of that? So where, what's the beginning? So the beginning is actually, you know, the, what is the, what are the teams going to be working towards? What's the business goals? Where are we trying to go? That those that's the beginning and now you're actually boiling all those down so you know you pick marketing marketing is going to be very tied to the now right what is now what's definitive on the roadmap but they have a lot of other work that they need to do so what are the other underlying things that they have to do to be more effective you know you mentioned like seo you mean you know how do I get, you know, new channels in digital marketing? How do I do all these things? Knowing that something's coming down the road that we need to have access to, how do I build our yep. capability or access? Right. To, so to make that so those thought processes that, you know, let alone like the features that are going to come out, but those thought processes of where we need, what do we need to strategically work on? Those things that they, they need to like think about that and, and actually put it down into some type of, document, roadmap, whatever, so that now all the executives can now bring these things together. HR is going to change their systems. Okay, is that going to make it better for people? Technology guys are going to be working on some underlying technology work that has to be done 
that may not boil up into a product feature roadmap. Yeah. That's okay. That's great. That's those are priorities. So all of those things need to boil up. And now, you know, the executives can now look at all of these and you know, showcase that yes, we are all working towards our four goals for the business or whatever. Just make sure that everybody's working. Let's not talk about the CFOs, but the, you know, the, the, uh, you know, that, but, you know, having that process of thinking, like, what are we doing now? What are my dependencies on other teams? What are we thinking about doing next and next and next across the board? That's, those are, those are actually very valuable things that teams need to work on. And obviously you used to say this coming from a, from a pretty big company background, right? Right. It's interesting to look at the different, Jason, I'm going to pivot to your answers. You said it's, and Jason got philosophical on us. It was a chicken and egg answer. It's an interesting paradigm. What came first, the prospect or customer asking for the roadmap or the salesperson showing it to them? In many business reviews and sales deals, the roadmap is a required artifact primarily with the former. In SaaS software and perhaps other models, customers are trained that the investment they're making is due in part to what is coming in the future development versus what is already available. To stay competitive, I find that you cannot be the one software business that is not showing the roadmap. Jason, I would like your take on answering your paradigm question. Which do you think came first, the customer asking for it or the salesperson offering it? I think the salesperson offering it. Greg, you agree? I agree with that. Steve, any salesperson routes on them offering the roadmap? I'm actually going to go the other way. Um, I've mostly sold, uh, I've mostly managed uh, pretty complex products that have a long implementation cycle and a long uh, cycle until they're replaced. So it's actually quite reasonable for you know, a large company that's getting ready to make a five or six or seven year commitment to say, where are you going? But it's not, um, you know, I, I would have to agree with Greg and Jason on, you know, I think salespeople use it as, uh, oh yeah, we don't have that, we don't have single sign on yet, but we have it on the roadmap. It's going to be out in Thursday next week around 6.30. But my clients would ask me, you know, are you, are you going cloud or are you going Unix? You know, where do you see yourself three years from now? Because we want to be on board. And, and in this one particular case I'm thinking of, I held, I held a customer advisory board uh, around, kind of around the roadmap, but I called my, some of my biggest customers together and said, I'll share my roadmap if you'll share yours. And they were like, you know, in here's our three-year, five-year, seven-year plan as we become more distributed or we become more isolated or we become more something or another, you know, and then I would share, you know, where we were going. And the, the danger was that we could very well be going, you know, one way while they're going another way. But uh, in my experience, you know, it gave me, that process gave me a lot of insight and the salespeople hated it because they're like, you know, I want to bring my prospects in here. I'm like, why would you do that? You know, it makes no sense. And then there was one just since you wanted me to make a sales rant, it was so funny. I had some of the biggest names in the industry in this meeting with me. And every time we took a break, you could see that all the sales guys were all hanging around outside looking in, you know, because it's their biggest customers. I get that. 
And, you know, as soon as we broke for lunch, the sales guys are like, are you guys almost done in here? Cause I want to take you to, you know, a martini lunch. And they're like, dude, we're here to work with Steve on defining the future of the product. We're not interested in going to a strip club right now. <laughs> uh, and the salespeople just could not comprehend it. It's like, you know, they're not here to party. They're here to give me their advice. Uh, so I chose who was in the customer advisory board with very limited uh, input, input from the from, sales team. I've heard stories of people using the customer advisory board. They say, here are the five things that we're, we're committed to work on this year. You guys, you have an hour as a customer advisory board. We're going to leave. You give us a list of prioritization, which I thought was a good factor. A couple other things. Steve, let's be honest. When you were doing it, it wasn't called cloud. It was called ASP, you know, <laughs> application service provider, right? Because cloud Maybe is... So. <laughs> fairly new i've been doing a fair amount of contracting and consulting yes i know I i'm know. up to date on what you kids are talking about now i i tend to be of the school of steve partly because i am from the school of steve and you know he always told the great story of if i'm going to go to boston right here's you, you need people need to know the direction you're going where you expect it to be the question for me and this is not this is a hypothetical i don't think we'll go into it maybe we'll get it later with one of the questions is when is that the role of strategy and executive leadership for setting the vision for the company versus the roadmap setting it as a three year out, right? You talk about executive brief, you, you talk about bringing people on, you think about executive briefing room. I want my CEO or my head of whatever to be able to say, you know, we are a cloud future company who are, who you know, are focused on improving, creating efficiencies in the purchasing supply chain whatever it may be, that should give people what they need from that. You don't need, you shouldn't have to put it in. Jason, you've been very quiet. This was even your comment. I'd love to get- Hang on, before we go there, and because I, <laughs> I, have I have to pop out, but absolutely. I think that executives are so busy being salespeople and project managers and product managers and marketing people that they have not, they have neglected their strategic role of telling us who we are and where we're going. So in my experience, the, the senior most people I've worked with are more COOs than CEOs, if that makes sense. Yep. And I think in many cases, the product managers are trying to guess the strategy. So here's my roadmap based on what I think the strategy is. Do, do you think that's what the strategy is? And you know, the leadership team goes, oh, that seems like a perfectly good strategy. And you know, bottom-up strategy kind of makes sense, but somebody's got to do it. And I don't see a lot of strategic thinking in a lot of the teams that I work with. But well, with it's got to be customer back. Fling that on the table and let Jason talk. So it was yes. lovely uh, to see you all again. I'll see you next week. Thanks, Steve. Jason, the floor is yours. You want me to stand for this? No, 